Hello and welcome to the Fit for Life podcast with your host, Alan Fitton. In this podcast, I will be covering fitness-related subjects and my experiences to do with nutrition, building muscle and weight loss, to name a few, and how, above all, to keep fit for life. Right, so hello and welcome back to the um, Fit for Life uh, podcast with your host, Alan Fitton, um, and... I've got a, another guest today, um, Chris, Mr. Christian Verity, uh, one of the guys who got me first into uh, PTing and fitness. So it's quite a big uh, thing to have him on the podcast with me today. Um, so again, like the previous one, going to be a general chit chat about fitness, about his background, where he's come from himself, um, what got him into fitness, um, and a bit of a an interview, a bit of a laugh, uh, I hope along the way as well. Um, so welcome, Christian. Welcome, Alan. Um, <laughs> Thanks for having so... me. <laughs> So if you want to tell me a little bit about um, who you are and what you do currently. Well, I'm a personal trainer. I've been a personal trainer for many, many years now. What am I now? Coming up to 41 and I got into personal training. Well, I got into the fitness industry when I was about 18. So I've been doing it for quite a long time. Uh, obviously worked more as a fitness instructor back in them days. I don't know if them jobs exist anymore, but I was a fitness <laughs> instructor in them days. And probably... You know, qualified I worked in a family gym in Formby and I worked there for about two and a half years and then I took the big step and went on worked on cruise ships and that's when I first got into personal training so I did that for a couple of years came back to my hometown Southport and got a few uh, training jobs I think I've gone back into the YMCA for a little bit and then I went to um, back into the Victoria there which is a leisure club in Southport so what there's as a fitness instructor, did a few classes. And then I went to London, which wasn't down to doing fitness. It was down to doing actually acting because I was looking about getting into acting. It's always been a little passion for my, of mine. So I went down to London, did a bit of acting, but I tended to do a lot of um, classes, especially a lot of spin classes. I was working in a, a gym in, in Bayswater, which is like Notting Hill area in London. Um, fitness instructing, but kind of t- teaching a lot of spin classes, body pump, um, circuit classes, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, from there, I came back to Southport, started working at, uh, which was a gym called DW. Um, I don't think there's any DWs left now, but uh, they were a big training gym at the time. And we had one in Southport, worked there for a bit. And then kind of taught classes, spin classes again, and then kind of formed Verity Fitness, which is my um, personal training um, business. And then I partnered up with my wife because she's a beautician. And then we got our own place, I think it was in 2013, which is Verity Fitness in the Beauty. And yeah, I've uh, basically been working from there um, ever since, really. Very so. good. Very good. Kind of went into my next question there as well. <laughs> um, so... Um, so, so, so what is your, um, so what's your clientele that you like, like to go for within your, your PT studio? Well, uh, I think it's probably involved over time. Um, when I got into personal training, I didn't really particularly target any particular niche of a, of a clientele. I just kind of just got into it and just wanted to um, just work with people and just help people. I used to do a lot of time with clients, I used to do a lot of running with them. I was quite keen running back in the day. And then we did a bit of weights, 
but you know mostly a bit of a mixture of everything really of um, doing uh, cardiovascular type of exercises and doing weight training exercises but now looking at probably more of a niche of what I go for what I like to to trade is people that have never really done weights before and that tends to be more of an older clientele yeah I've never really done the weights before you know uh, from a female background it could be the I have more of an aerobic um, background when it comes to training so they've never done the actual weight side of it and the same for like a, a man that might be coming off a of sports playing football or rugby and they've never actually done the the weights you know the strength and conditioning side of it all so I kind of um, train a lot of that type of clientele so majority of my clientele age could be over 35 all the way up to about 70 obviously I still get a few young ones but yeah it's not because I prefer to. I mean, I just I will train anyone that's interested and wants yeah. to, wants to change, wants to learn, and wants that help. You know, I'm very, um, when it comes to clients of getting them on a plan, making sure that they are um, they're following a plan, they're enjoying the plan, enjoying the fitness journey they are doing with myself, and they, and they get results. And I'm a very result driven trainer. You, you probably know yourself with training. Obviously, you work with myself. You know the kind of setup I have. Yeah. You're going to get clients that will come in and are very result-driven, which is great. And I like to work with them people because I want to I want to get them somewhere. But I also like the clients that you get that come and have been with me for many, many years. And for them, it's come, they lift a bit of weights, do a bit of exercise, exercising, have a chat with myself, and they become more like family over time. Yeah. yeah. And they enjoy that, that. That's part of their lifestyle. Yeah. You know, and you know, we still get I still get results for them type of clients, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to a, a particular niche of clientele, I tend to train a little bit more older clientele. Maybe with my age now, as I'm getting a bit older, I think a lot of personal trainers when they come in the industry are quite young, mm-hmm. but obviously I've matured and I've probably taken a, um, a bit more of an older clientele. To a point where I was trying to focus a lot a bit more on um, longevity type of training because yeah. I do believe weight training, which I tend to do with most of my clients, is the number one goal for longevity through fitness. So, um, that, you know, that bit, that's what I've been kind of working with a lot of clients to get them to do, um, to maintain their strength and then the importance of maintaining the muscle. And, yeah, and as, as you get older, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because obviously, as, as they get older, they start losing it. So, yeah. Try and maintain it. Yeah, good. Good. Um, so uh so good obviously you, you you briefly went over obviously your past, where you've been obviously where you came through the watch with PT and things. Um so talking like specifically in fitness and sport, what what got the fire burning for you? What 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 kind of lit the fire of becoming to want to become a PT and get into fitness and, and training? Yeah, I mean I've always been massively going to this and talking about aerobics, when my mum used to go to so aerobic classes in the late 80s and early 90s when I was a child, um, I used to come along to them classes. So I was, I was kind of brought into a bit of a gym environment and I quite liked it. And I did get involved in some of the uh, aerobic classes. So f- from a young age, I've always been quite into it. And I think from like a, when you're young as well, you're a little bit more conscious about your physique and yourself. And I, I was kind of, I've got stepbrothers and sisters and that, but I was kind of brought up as a lonely child anyway. So I had a lot of time being stuck in the house sometimes, maybe not going out as much as I could do when I was younger. Yeah. 
But you know, um, but I was still always quite active. I was always an energetic child. So I think it's a mixture of the fact that I was always conscious about myself, but I was also into doing different sports. I mean, I've done everything, football, tennis, cricket, on stages and that. But I think it was a bit of a mixture of being an active kid, but also from probably a younger age, I was being quite um, conscious about my physique. Mm. You know, thinking back at it, I remember as soon as I could get a gym membership, uh, especially back in them days, it was difficult to get a gym membership uh, when you're younger. But as soon as I could get accepted for about the age of 14, 15, I was, I was in a gym at that, that tender age, really. Right. Correct. Do you reckon that was because of because your mum being so into aerobics and things, or, or what? What do you think? Yeah, triggered that think, for you? Yeah, I think that triggered me with the gym life. I've always liked the gym life. I'm quite a social person, mm. so um, back in them days, there were very much like social clubs. I think now they're just like gyms, most places. I don't think you get many leisure clubs. No, no, um, no, no. I think the only ones I know, obviously in the UK, is probably David Lloyd's gyms. They're more like the leisure clubs that you get. We don't tend to have them now. They just tend to be just go in gyms, you know, cheap membership, go in, work out, get out kind of thing. So back in the day, I quite liked it from the social aspect of it all. Mm-hmm. And just enjoyed going to the gym because of that. But I think going from a younger age, going from more of a teenager, going upwards, I think a lot of the time I liked going to the gym was to make sure that I kept myself um, in decent shape. To, to a degree because yeah. I was conscious because my dad had a bakery and I, my my family were very much in food and I love my food so um, I used to eat a lot and if it wasn't for the fact that I was probably an active child and was conscious about my weight and going to the gym and that I could have looked a lot, a lot different as well that way <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can imagine having, having a, 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 day, a bakery on the doorstep with your, yeah. your dad having that I'm guessing it was pretty easy to uh to reach a handful. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, croissants, chocolate croissants. Yeah. I used to make these pastries with uh, like a full English in a pastry. Uh, that right. was usually my favourite, oh. like bacon, eggs, um, beans, you name it, in this this pastry. And, oh, right. Yeah. Next level. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. Um, so moving on to inspiration now. So um, this can be anything. Who, who or what is your biggest inspiration? Uh, I think this probably changes a little bit throughout the years, doesn't it? But yeah, I I don't think I had any inspiration. Probably if I was looking at inspiration, thinking back in the day, I used used to love watching the Olympics, Mm. seeing these like, um, seeing people being really fit, athletic, strong, fast. And I've always kind of looked at that as the how I would want to be. Yeah, and I've always kind of work my my kind of training to be athletic i probably do more weights now than i've ever done when it comes to cardio i don't yeah. do as much cardio as I, I, I used to do i kind of control my weight with uh how i eat and mm-hmm. how I, I live my lifestyle i don't obviously don't drink alcohol i'm not drunk drank for over six years so that's a massive thing um, i don't overeat apart from weekends sometimes <laughs> um that's balanced though isn't it just get that balance yeah. But, you know, probably these days, if I was looking for an inspiration, because one of the passions I used to have really back in the day would be basketball. And in the last year, over just over a year now, I've got back into doing the basketball side. And 
going back to really back to my childhood when we were in lockdown, <clears throat> excuse me, on the uh, on Netflix, they had that last dance. Oh, yeah. And um, I just love that. I could watch Classic. it three times all the way through. I could watch it again and again and again. And I, if I was looking at any kind of inspiration in fitness or sport, obviously more sport, it's got to be someone like Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. think his mentality, his fitness, the way he was, his drive and everything. Um, I just, you know, if I was looking for an inspiration in an, in an individual, he'd definitely be the one. Yeah. But, you know, you get your, uh, I like anyone that, that does well in sports and fitness and that. Yeah, I, I had um, I bought a Chicago Bulls vest when I when I, I think how old was I? I think I was like twenty because I I was a big Michael Jordan fan as well. I think he's an absolute legend, doesn't he? Um, just just, just off the cuff here, thinking back to obviously you mentioned about the Olympics, and when you were younger you, you loved the Olympics. So if there's any particular sport within the Olympics, what was your your number one out of all of them? Ah, oh, it's got to be the hundred or two hundred meter sprint in it. Yeah, that's the one I always look for seeing the most. Yeah, I mean they're all good, aren't they? But they're they're always they're the ones I always kept my eye out for. Yeah, oh, definitely. Cool. I mean, I've always been one for speed. So yeah, 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 yeah. Extremely fast like that. It was a uh, was definitely the one that got my attention. Yeah. No. Cool. Um. So another in depth question here. So uh, passion. So uh, what is your biggest passion in life? This can be uh, fitness related, non fitness related. You can answer for the two. It's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yes. I don't know the passion to be fair um, I think my passion for majority over the last decade or so is probably um, training people my business um, being a husband being a father um, that's my passion to be to be good at all them things um, to be able to provide for my family by doing all that Um Personal passions, like going back to just quickly thought, yeah. I, I love my basketball. I've really, really rekindled um, getting into that. I wish I could do more of that. Um, but obviously with family life and work commitments, I'm, I'm re- very restricted. Yeah. But um, yeah, one of my main passions in life is, is my job. I, I'm very lucky. When I wake up, I never don't want to not go to work. Mm-hmm. I, I love what I do. I, I, I really mean that. Not just saying this on here, I, I really love going to work, having my own place and be able to train people. And like I say, a lot of people, clients have been with me for many years and it's like family and it's just it's just fantastic. You know, you just you just helping your your friends and your family out in yeah, a way yeah. of keeping them fit and healthy. And that that's my greatest passion really. And obviously, you know, from a personal level, being with my children and, and, and my wife and that. So. Yeah. Obviously, obviously you're, you're an exceptional role model, obviously for your, for your family and for your kids. And um, obviously, you know, having a job that you can do that you can enjoy is, is like a massive tick in the box, isn't it? Because oh, you yeah. said not every day doesn't feel like a work day because it's something that you're truly passionate and something that you love and, you know, you're getting to help people for a career, which is, you know, it's a massive green tick, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, like I say, um, that's that's my life these days. It's is literally work and family life, yeah. and the only little selfish pleasure I get is my little basketball on a Friday. That's <laughs> <laughs> but that's it's good as well because it's, it's it's cardiovascular movement that you enjoy doing. So oh like, yeah, it's a good way. It's a good way, especially the the lads I play with. Yeah, yeah, the good lads. Nine out of ten, I'm the, one of the oldest ones there. The <laughs> oldest, so. well, it's funny. I went to play badminton at the YM a few weeks ago, and and I think one of the lads. 
because we were playing for a bit. And um, one of the lads said, said about, about the basketball that's on a Friday, I think that obviously trying to get a few few more guys down to it. But um, I'm surprised, surprised the, the YM's still standing. It's doing all right, doesn't it? The gym's still up there and stuff. You know, it's a great place, that YM. Yeah. I was saying, you know, I just wish it was... I mean, the guys that are taking over it have done really well, but obviously they're just kind of like renting the actual building and just keeping it all going. I, right. I just wish... I think it's so good. I think it's good for most towns, especially our town. It brings, there's a lot of things you can do there. But yeah, I don't think it's ever changed since the day I I first started roller skating when I was like 13, 14. And like I said, 41, it's very soon. So (laughs) yeah, I think the first ever gym I went to that. Um, and when we were playing badminton, we can see through the windows at the top, and it looked identical. It's exactly the same. Uh, Um, Nothing's changed there at all. I know, I know. But yeah. So, um, so a little bit uh, more chill now. So, foods. Um, so I, I know this question, but obviously listeners don't. Um, are you, are you a foodie? And yeah, uh, your favorite food and drink? Uh, I, I know that you've got a uh, inherited love for popcorn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> from many a cinema uh, date we've been on. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm quite good, me. I can eat anything. I, I like all types of foods. Um. Yeah, when it comes to food choices, I like Italian. I like uh, Thai. You know, I like British food, like fish and chips. I, mm-hmm. I'll eat anything really. You know, I always look at food as, as food as pleasure. Mm-hmm. I, I'll always remember the day um, when my brother came in and I was cooking something and he was looking at what I was cooking. He goes, you just cook to, to live, to, just to eat uh, kind of thing. I said, well, yeah, that's that's how I look at food. You know, you, you just need to get the food for what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, the essential part of it, your proteins, your good carbs, you uh, healthy fats and and then at the weekend and the, the odds like I say 80% of the time you should eat well and 20% of the time you should enjoy yourself so I will eat pizza I will eat popcorn uh, I will yeah. eat um, you know foods that, that are not particularly great for you like I love cheesecake and stuff yeah I, yeah 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 other pleasures in life I think if you have that that outlook on food I think that's the best way to be you know don't restrict yourself completely mm-hmm. Um just try and eat the way you should eat, you know, all the good foods that you can eat. And then when it comes to um, letting your hair down and stuff and having a pizza and that, do it, you know what I mean? And just get that right balance. So yeah. when it comes to food, I'll, I'll eat anything good, healthy, bad. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. much I will not eat. Ask yeah, yeah. The only yeah, thing yeah. I don't like is celery. For some reason. <laughs> really? Raw That's celery. Water-based, isn't it, celery? And it's like yeah. cucumber as well, actually. No, no, no. I just something about celery. Just, right. It's got like a little bit of taste to it. I'll yeah. eat it. I could eat it, but it'd be something like I just say, "Now you're all right." No, 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 no. no I've always been a bit. You've been. I mean, obviously, I've, we worked together for many years, haven't we? And you've you've got that that mindset that's very when you're being strict and that and you know Monday to Friday you're on the diet. You're you're food prepping yeah. things you know, every day. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd smell and work and stuff. But when you're Monday to Friday, you are you can focus and you are strict to me, you know, Monday to Friday, aren't you? Yeah, of course you do. I mean, like I say, you've got to get, I mean, even, even at the weekends, I'm, I'm still pretty strict. To, yeah. I'm not strict. It's just, I'll just make sure that I'm just eating the right foods. And then when I do eat bad, I will eat bad. Yeah, but yeah. Like I say to, to anyone, really, if you're, if you can get in that mindset of like you eating to fuel your body. Yeah. You, know, you can't feel your body at McDonald's all the time. No, you can't. No, you're, quite right. you're not. You're not going to be good, and that's not no kick to McDonald's. Because I eat McDonald's as well, but <laughs> you just can't. You can't eat uh, processed fast foods all the time. It's, no. it's going to reflect on your body. 
Without 100%. That's very true. But it's, it's, it's empowering as well, though, because obviously you know how you feel being in a body comp- good body composition, being fit and healthy and, you know, maintaining good body shape. And you know that you can control what comes in here so you can stay in good shape so that, you know, your mental health is in check and you're, you're, you're in, in a, a good place yourself. Yeah. Which well, is I, say, I mean, important. everyone, I mean, you know, when people go to me, it's all right for you, the way you look, you, you know, because I've always been pretty lean, just, mm. you know, throughout my thirties and even going in my forties, I'm still staying fairly lean and that. And it's just because I understand my body. And yeah. I know what to eat and I don't over, I don't abuse my body. I don't go, you know, if I know like we've got anything planned and we are going to have a bit of a pig out, say, say on a Saturday, we know we're going to go out for pizzas and whatever or something like that. I would probably restrict my calories that day to make sure I've got plenty of calories just to go over. I probably will overspill yeah. my calories uh, through the week, I probably slightly under my calories that I need to, but I know at the weekend with family um, and going out with the girls, that me I'm not going to have time to prep my food. I'm going to just eat whatever over the weekend. But I'm always my constantly always mindful about what I put in me. Put yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, so we're into the big into a big one now. So struggle. Um, so what has been the biggest struggle and challenge in your life? Um, how did you combat this, and what did you learn? It's a big one, that one. It's a big one, though, because probably this year has been a bigger struggle in my life. Um, obviously, off camera, we're talking about, you know, financially, it's been a bit of a difficult because we've had the lockdown, um, mm-hmm. which was very difficult. But prior to that, well, my business and Emma's business were doing, were doing really, really well. I mean, I think from my side, especially, I think we're at the peak of what we had achieved over the years at that particular moment. And I remember saying to a client, I said, saying like, how's business? Our business is fantastic. You know, it can always get better business don't, in any part. But I said, you know, for what I was, I feel comfortable and happy. I'm really, really made up the way it's, it's rolling. Yes, it does yeah. be better, but at that time. So getting to that point, and I think maybe a month or two later, being told to shut for so, so long yeah, was really, really, really difficult. Um, because I don't think... Some people, I think most people that might be listening to this that has a business and had to go through what I had to go through and what many other people businesses had to go through. When you basically get told that your service is not acquired while we're going through a health pandemic, and the only way you're going to survive is by the money that you've basically paid into the system to get back and then get reopen again thinking right we're back on the feet again to get closed again get reopened again get closed yeah, yeah. again and that took, took a lot of toll it messed messed your business up because you know part of this business especially the amount of clientele we had at the time um consistency is the key and yeah. once you start breaking that consistency people lose interest or go off you know people struggled and from my business point of view when we reopened Yes, we took a gamble. There was an opportunity to buy a, a complex for ourselves because we were coming in towards the end of our lease. So we had to make a decision to do that. I just found this year, I found um, it been really, really difficult because all that all that kind of income that we were given, we've had to pay back in tax, which was very high. Mm-hmm. Um, and the business is not the same anymore. I've... Because of that, I've lost all my group training classes, which was a very um, backbone of the business. Yeah. 
I've lost staff. And I think anyone else who listens to this who's got business, you try and find staff these days. Really, really hard. Really, really hard. You know, you're not picking for many, for many things, for many people. I've been lucky that I've had a few decent ones at time, but because of the circumstances my business has to be put through, it's been really, really difficult because I haven't got the financial um because anytime when you employ someone, you're always making a financial loss at first. Yeah. So from a business point of view, that's been really, really difficult. And I think on a personal level, why it's been really difficult for me is the fact is that I'm 40, I'm coming to 41. And I thought at 40, I would not be in a situation like this. Hmm. So in a way, what I've learned this year is never take anything for granted. When things are going good, enjoy it because it can soon change. It yeah. can soon change. And I, I probably think this year from that, from a business point of view and a personal point of view, because of, you know, some stage this year, I was really low. I don't get low me. I don't get down at all, but I was really down, like breaking down and getting upset and um, just just in a bit of a real bad state in my head. Probably only lasted a week getting mm. in that state, but I just, I got in that state. And I think what it was, we went away to um, St. Ives, had a week off. And it was the first proper week off I've had through the pandemic. And I think it all just drawn on me. Just, right, I see. And it just, because I've had to get back on it and hit it hard, I never really thought, oh God, God, I'm 40. I, I'm, you know, what, what's happened? I'm struggling here. I feel yeah. like I'm, I'm starting again. And, and very much so this year, I have had to start again. Um, so this year has definitely probably been my hardest ever year, personally and business-wise. Um that I've ever had to deal with, really. So yeah, this year. Right. Cool. <laughs> but you know what? On a, on a positive note, I, things are getting better. Things yeah, are that's good. That's good. Better. I think it's, it's easy to get trapped into a routine, and you know, I think working a lot. And as you said, it obviously sounds like obviously you took a break and brought your head above water, and obviously a lot hit home, didn't it? Yeah. Um, but but obviously, you know. It's, it's, as long as you do a that break and you're able to reassess and re-scramble your thoughts and your head, and then you can refocus and, you know, as you said, now you're getting more to a positive point now, which is, which is good. So. Yeah. I mean, that's how you, you go through difficult times and you just got to learn, you got to learn from it. And I definitely mm-hmm. learn from it. Definitely learn from it. I appreciate different things now, you know, um, go, go massively into things, but you definitely yeah. appreciate, appreciate the little things and it's, yeah you know, how important your family and everyone is around you. Yeah, of course. There's those people there for you at those hard times, isn't it? Oh, definitely, definitely. And um, you just, you won't, like I say, you just don't take things for granted anymore. Yeah. And you, it'll probably help me to build a, a more of a, a safety net because you just never know. No, no. Yeah. Could happen. I understand. Right. So going a bit more upbeat now. So yep. f- uh, flipping the coin. So if you could be doing anything else right now as a career, anything um instead of what you're doing what would it be and why is it being a professional uh, basketball player is it <laughs> it is it would be, is it, it, yeah. would be. it absolutely would be i yeah. absolutely love basketball i don't know if i'm very good at it or not sometimes i think i'm not too bad at it and then sometimes i think i'm absolutely shite out of it <laughs> but i absolutely love it and i'm really gutted that i've only really started doing it properly i played a little bit at school 
Mm-hmm. And I always got told by Mr. Bland, you're actually, you're actually, a good, you're actually good at this, but basketball wasn't a big thing, really, in, in school or in England altogether, really. Over the years, I think it's, it's grown, definitely. But yeah. it wasn't, the opportunity wasn't there. It was more to do with football. Again, I like football, but I wasn't that particularly great at football. But I absolutely love basketball. I really, really, really do. Yeah. Um, so from a sporting career point of view, yeah, I'd love to, if I could have my time back, don't get me wrong, I probably would never have made a career out of it, but <laughs> no, no. if there was ever a possibility of having a go at it, I would have yeah. definitely looked at it. But um, I think no, I think this is the perfect career for me. Um, I, I think it was up my career. I think about this all the time, you know, over the last year or so, I was thinking maybe is it the time to jump out of the fitness arena, to be fair. It's, probably, right. it's been that tough at times, but... Maybe maybe have a change of direction, but you know there's there's loads of things I like. I love business. I love business stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like podcasts. I love listening to the Patrick Ben David podcast, PVD podcast, because I love all the you know I kind of got into a bit of politics and business and, and yeah. how the world works and that. And I love to be able to set up businesses and run businesses and, and that. Um, but unfortunately, at my time of life, I could not risk doing anything like that at this particular moment. But it might be something that might in the be future, yeah, 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 in no. the future. But um, yeah, from a from a dream point of view, be a basketball player. Um, from a now point of view, maybe get involved in other types of business businesses if it could be in, in fitness or in anything really. No, yeah, sounds good. Um, so now on to change. So uh, looking at the fitness industry as a whole right now, and as it currently is. Um, if you could change anything about the industry today, uh, what would it be and why? Um, I think in the fitness industry today that I don't like, because um, I think fitness in all aspects of different uh, genres and what people do is great. I think anything that makes you fit, healthy, brings confidence and all that is, is great. What I don't like in the fitness industry that I see, um, like we're talking about, obviously doing things like on social media and that, mm-hmm. I hate the fact that it's so polygrammed at how people look. Yeah. I, I hate that. It's like now I'm trying to do content out there where I'm trying to educate people. And yeah, it gets a few likes and a few comments and stuff. Half the time when you're trying to educate people, people pick on little certain things that they don't like on the content, which mm-hmm. we are talking about before. But I'm generally trying to tell people how to eat, what to do. I can put a picture of myself half naked after a good workout, looking all pumped with a six pack and that, and I'll get a shitload of likes. Yeah. But when I actually talk about yeah, how but... to get there, there's yeah. no shit's interested. Yeah. And like I said, going back to me myself, I'm very result driven and I want to help people. And I think people in the in the industry now, and fair play to them, you know, these fitness influencers, they look great in that, but the, the, the genetics on their side. That's what they, what they do. That's how they promote the business. Um, half the time, you're flicking through these pictures, all you're seeing is them training and all them um, half naked in mirrors yeah. and giving yeah, topless. Yeah. Um, motivational quotes and that. Yeah. That, that shit ain't going to help. Or they're trying to sell an app or some sort. You know, you, I, the only thing I love to change in this industry is is about, like I always said, I know I always say is you as a trainer, why you're such a good trainer is because you care for people, you want to help people. And I want to see more of that as content going out on social media because that seems to be the way to to 
to come across to people. Um, I, I don't want to see all these gimmicky things that I keep seeing all the time. Yeah. So if I could change anything in the fitness industry, I would rather, I would like to be one of them Zuckerbergs and that and try and get the people that are actually making a difference in people's lives, get them more on the front hold so people can follow these type of people, like individuals like yourself and other people out there that have the, the goodwill of helping people rather than having all these half-naked bodies um, trying to inspire people that I don't think they're actually inspiring by doing some crazy routine. Yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah, you yeah. see, it's, it's, no, yeah. no, it's you, comical you, than that. You, you've, you've, you've hit another head there. Um, thank you for the compliment as well. That's all right. But, but um, it, it's no, it's just, um, yeah, for some reason, people seem to think that someone that's in incredible shape gives them value means that they're an expert trainer. And there's that perception, isn't it? You know, what you look visually isn't your worth. You know, you don't know the education or the years they've had in the past or anything like that based on that individual and on, on how they look with the top off. You know, that is irrelevant and it shouldn't matter. It's something I would never do on social media. I wouldn't start taking my top, my top off doing workouts and stuff to get social engagement because I think it's just wrong. I just I just don't think it's no, it's right, is it? Um, and that isn't your worth, how you look. And as you said, you know, the people that are looking that way genetics you don't know what other things they're doing the, the, the things they're taking to, to look that way and you know nine times out of these 10 people that are that lean and are in shape you look deeper into these people's lives and they tend to have like an eating disorder themselves or an issue themselves and that's the reason why they're in that shape in the first place so you know it's all very well looking at these people thinking oh they're amazing but they have their own issues it's it's just not sustainable it's just not it's just not realistic is it I mean, I understand probably why they do it themselves because maybe they have come from a bit of a background and they want to show inspiration. And in certain degrees, there is some inspiration. There is people out there that have got a story to tell. Yeah. Uh, that have been in bad shape or, um, or from a woman's point of view, been pregnant and mm. had to deal with all the stretched skin and, and how the body recovers from that, you know, postnatal um, in pregnancy and stuff like that. Yeah. But, so there is, there is there is some good ones out there mm-hmm. um, that I understand and they are an inspiration, but you know there's a lot of bad. There's yeah, there's, of bad. there's more bad that outweighs the good, isn't there? You know, there's a lot of, at the moment. A lot of guys on steroids, obviously trying to say, trying to be natural, say the natural and stuff, and giving false hopes to people and that. Um, yeah, yeah, they're they're the ones I'm kind of picking on really more yeah. than anything. No, I I am um, completely completely. I agree with that. I think I think yeah, I think it's a good point. So again, towards the end now. Um, so obviously in, in today's questions, um, I always I use this as like a closing question, really. Um, is there anything that I didn't ask you today that you wished I'd have asked you in my very questions? Uh, no, I think you've asked a lot of good questions there, to be fair. <laughs> There's no um no question I would ask question I'll ask that you haven't probably asked myself anyway, really. Um, no, no, nope, super. I'm, I'm, I've covered everything. Then. You've covered it all. Yeah. You've covered <laughs> it all. I could think of something, but I'm just thinking of it, but now you've covered it all really. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, awesome. Well, that's, that's a wrap then. Um, so thank you for coming on and spending some time with us today, Christian. It's, it's a, a privilege to have you on here. Um, so obviously if my listeners want to follow yourself on socials, um, and you know, give you a follow, look at your podcast, if you want to, uh, shout out, um, your social links and things. Yeah. So I've got a very fitness podcast. So currently at the moment, I'm going around fantastic trainers like Alan got, Alan was one of our 
I think you're off my first uh, guest on there, but I'm going around basically chatting to other personal trainers, um, asking about their background, not just personal trainers, everyone in the fitness industry, yoga instructors, uh, physios, and basically dietitians. I'm trying to speak to a lot of people about their background and their, um, their methods and what they do. And that's the Very Fitness Podcast and all social media. I'm on everything at the moment, um, which is at Verity Fitness. So anything on social media, you put at Verity Fitness, you'll find me. Super duper. Fantastic. Right. So thank you again, Christian. Uh, That's a wrap, guys. So thank you for listening. Um, And I'll catch you on the next podcast.